Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And fired up, man. I've known this guy for a long time, Kevin. I got to tell you, man, this guy, you talk about, you know how you meet car people? And this guy has had that disease probably since his eyes first opened. I don't know if that was the first day, second hour. I don't know when it was, but I feel like he's been a car guy ever since that moment. Um, This guy, when I first met him, man, because, you know, most of you guys know, you know, along with this car thing I got working, I do radio. And this guy, for me living in Colorado, Man, he puts on some, some of the coolest events, uh, and you hear about him just in the car scene out here. Well, man, I had an opportunity to meet him like probably 10, 12 years ago, and I'll never forget when I first met him, he's shooting a video, and it's it's back in the time where he had a decent-sized camera. I'm not talking the cameras they used in, like, you know, Rocky Three, but it was still a handheld Sony camera thing, you know? And he's doing, like, videos and how-tos on keeping brake dust and eliminating, you know, that grime that gets on your wheels because, you know, we have mad chloride and some places have salt and other chemicals. He's out there cutting his how-to video, bro, and, man, just sweating, killing it in the heat, and he just wanted to teach people. And this guy started so long ago. He's got thousands, and I mean thousands, of videos online and just wild, you know, growth and just to see this explosion of how to take care of your car. It's wild to think that years ago we were putting waxes and polishes on. Remember that old wax putty stuff you used to get on your cloth, whether it's a towel or a mitt, and and you'd take this putty and (laughs) slime your car with it, and you'd have to go back with a a bath towel and then wipe off this putty, and there was white crap everywhere, and you'd spit the whole day cussing. You know, getting funny to, to get the point where it looked good. Yeah, we all went through that, and that sucked. <laughs> now you have a million awesome products that do a million awesome things to make your car look pimping and make it last longer, right? Look good, last longer, protect your paint. Because, you know, today's paint jobs are expensive. Just the materials alone and all the labor. So once you've done a paint job on a car, once you've got a new car you want it to last and look good, you got to protect it. Yeah, and man. while you're going around, you want to look good, man. Everybody <laughs> wants to look good. And you don't want to spend freaking five days getting it to look right. And Adam, Adam polishes. Uh, this guy is just great. Adam, welcome to the podcast. Awesome to have you on, man. Uh, and I can tell right now from where you're at, bro, still living that car life, baby. <laughs> you never get it out of your system, man. You never get it out. It's, it's, it's Like you said, it's, you opened your eyes and it worked out that way. I got a kid like that, too. One of my, one of my three kids is like that. A complete maniac from the minute he was... Humanity was born, so that's great. Some people just have it from birth. I think you guys probably have it. <laughs> uh, probably yeah. so, man. W- what got you into that side of the car world? Because, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to hear people's stories about w- what made that connection. But, 
you know, car people take different routes and find their journey in the car culture and path different ways. What made you, you know, create Adam's polishes? What, what started it for you? Well, so I grew up in a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty medium, medium income kind of situation. And, uh, I just, when I was a little kid, I wanted a really killer BMX bike. I really wanted a sweet one. My parents weren't able to buy me one. I wanted a, I wanted a Schwinn. I wanted a sweet one. I wanted mag wheels. I wanted the comp three knobby killer yellow tires. I wanted the cool stuff, man. And my dad would have, he's like, Oh really? Oh, you think you want that? Huh? Oh, that sounds great. You should go get it. And here's how to do it. Go make some money, kid. You know, like go throw papers, you know? So I just started collecting cans. You know, I was nine when I started collecting cans. I think I was 10 when I got into throwing some newspapers and the newspapers were, were good. And then, you know, it just got the next thing I started, I started a little bicycle repair and cleaning business. My, my parents split up. My mom started dating this guy. He's a complete cyclist. He does this whole uh, hundred mile bike ride. It's called a century. He does it in the rain. He comes over, he believes his bike at, at our house when he's done with it. And his bike is just dirty and nasty, you know, just from a hundred miles of dirt ride of riding in the, uh, riding in the nasty weather. So he left it there, you know, his name was Mike Garst. And I really wanted Mike to want to hang out with my mom, right? Cause I wanted her to not be alone. So I detailed this guy's bike and I cleaned the snot out of it, man. I polished it. Um, it, you know, back then it all Campagnolo was the, is the Italian manufacturer makes all the cool aluminum cranks and brakes and wheels. This bike was all aluminum. So I polished it little bit by little bit. And, uh, I, he, he scuffed the handlebar tape. I replaced a little bit of the handlebar tape, um, you know, re retaped the bars. And when he came back over, you know, a couple days later, his mind was blown and he goes back to work and he worked at this, uh, this, this company called Allergan Pharmaceuticals, a big giant uh, pharmaceutical company. And he's like, he tells everybody he's in a hundred plus person cycling team or cycling group, you know, through the, through this place. They're all in Irvine, California. He tells them all, this kid's like this total prodigy little, you know, manual laborer. And boom, my mom's green Volvo 1974 Volvo station wagon. Every day she's got two or three bikes in the back, bringing them home. And I'm, and I'm turning them around in a day or two days and I'm polishing every night and cleaning them every night. And that was enough to where I'm like, I don't think I need my paper out anymore. So I went and told the guy, Hey buddy, I'm sorry, but I don't, I'm not doing papers anymore. I'm over that. And, uh, so I did. And I, and then the next natural progression was just to start a little neighborhood car wash. So I went to the, the guy next door and, uh, he had a brand new, I'll never forget it. A 1982 Toyota pickup truck. And you remember those trucks. Oh, dude, Yellow yeah. with brown yeah, man. stripes. Oh, yeah. Such a beautiful truck. I'll never forget when he, he came over, he watched me washing my dad's car. And he said, hey, Adam, I'll give you $5 if you want to wash my, my new Toyota. And I was like, oh, you know, I couldn't <laughs> even believe it. I was like, are you kidding me? And uh, he let me sit in it. And I'll just never forget the smell, that new vinyl Toyota smell. It was the best smell ever. I think it still might be better than chocolate chip cookies. It's the best smell. Anyway, so I he let me go ahead and wash his car. And uh and then the next neighbor to that, and then the next neighbor and the next neighbor, and it, it just kept growing, man. And a little car washing became car washing and waxing. And then uh by the time I was in geez, by the time I was in junior high, I had a pretty busy little business going. 
And then in, and by the time I turned 16, mobile, mobile detailing happened. And then I got into fleets. Fleets was sort of the easy way to go it, drive to one location and do lots of vehicles. Wow. And uh, you remember the 80s, or maybe you don't remember the 80s because there was so much cocaine and so many limousines, right? Limousines were like big in the 80s. Everyone liked their black and white limousines, you know, like hair bands, you know, white lion and boy, let's go. Anyway, so I was, I, I went to oh, yeah, limousine what? companies and started getting them. So that's how it started. Dude, all right, we got to continue with the, the Adam story. This ought to be a, a reality TV show <laughs> at some point. Um, we got to take a break, man. Let's get that handled. Come back. More Adam from Adam's Polishes. You got to love this guy, man. Back in just a second. It's the Two Guys Drive podcast. Kevin Bird and Willie Green. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It is Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have our boy Adam of Adam's Polishes. Now, I love this guy, man. Kind of wild to think about this story. He started as a kid. Really just cut his teeth, man. Just working. There's something about hard work and good luck that runs side by side. Um, and his story kind of tells that. So you morphed from a, a little detailing business to a mobile detailing, then the fleets, and then you got limos. And then where, where did you decide that there was a hole in the market for you to slide into as far as the compounds you were using. Well, well, the one thing that limos did is it made you realize how much time it took to detail a limo and especially how much time it took if you did it wrong, using the wrong chemicals, using the wrong process, using anything to be redundant. It's really going to waste a lot of time because a limousine is a lot of black paint, a lot of white, you know, those white tops, you got to scrub the white vinyl tops. So we started really focusing. I started focusing on how to be less redundant and get it done in fewer steps because there was a lot of cars to do. You know, I had just one guy working with me. This is me and me and my buddy Gabe Hill. And Gabe was just an, one of my good buddies from high school. And he, he and I would just run through it, man. We would just detail like crazy. But we would constantly learn every day, hey, if we do that window trim rubber first, all the cleanup that you have to do after that black, nasty, oxidized rubber comes off, it won't get on the white top. So let's do that first and then scrub the top. Oh, yeah, because this way you don't clean the top, clean the rubber, clean the top again. You know what I mean? So the, the, the focus on making this system quick and making it less redundant became really paramount. So I kept on that. And then through the, through the detailing of lots of limousines, um, the fleet thing was just cool because you go to one location and detail tons of vehicles and, and they need to be done whether it's raining or not or, or sunny or hot or cold whatever that's a real nice consistent paycheck so i made sure that that was that was the thing about limos that i really liked and then we started getting to other fleets and uh, after you know through college detailed detailed all the way through uh you'll love this my my college roommate his dad was like this world-renowned architect uh his name is alec dugally 
Alec used to design houses for the absolute, you know, the tip top of the of, of the home builders in the world. So, like he he did uh, Sylvester Stallone's house, he did Gina Davis's house, Chris Rock, you know, all these people in Hollywood. So this guy was like, hey, uh, this is my college roommate, right? He's like, hey, uh, Adam, Sylvester Stallone needs his cars detailed, and I'd be like, oh, I'm totally. <laughs> Yes, please. I would love to detail slide car. <laughs> right? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm your so, Huckleberry baby. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. Talk about the right place at the right time with the right skill set. I am a manual laborer, and I am thrilled to death to do it for anyone, especially people who have killer cars. So Sly did. That was just after he started Driven, that movie Driven, funny enough. So he had some, some couple crazy race cars in his garage. Anyway, so started detailing for Sly. Uh, Paul Anka, he's a singer like maybe your mom and dad probably knew about Paul Anka. But he was another guy that, that the Dugallys built a house for. So he got some, I got some cool clients just because my, my college roommate was luck of the draw. And uh, anyway, after college, uh, the whole the whole idea of detailing was was kept going. I tried to like get a real job after after getting a degree, and I just I wasn't cut out for it. I wasn't cut out for fluorescent lights or ties or anything like that. It just wasn't me. Um, <laughs> so I ended up getting back into detailing. I love it. And uh, it wasn't for me. You know the deal. You're not. I don't think it's for you either, is it? You guys are not tie guys. Yeah. No way. No. <laughs> not at all. No. So anyway, so we I ended up going and in. Uh, starting to use some of the stuff that I was using. Um, I, I'm like, I'm going to go sell some stuff at the swap meet on the weekends. I'm going to see if I can make a business out of it. So I was using this stuff that was available at the Porsche dealership. The Porsche dealership was a bike ride away from my house uh, in San Juan Capistrano, California, where I grew up. Anyway, I went down there. I bought this Der Stuff. That's what it's called. No lie. D-E-R, which is like the in German, Der Stuff. So I, was, I went down there, got all this Der Stuff. And uh, I knew the guy who started Dur Dave was the guy who started Dur Stuff. I took it to the op- open air marketplace, the Orange County Swap Meet, one of the biggest swap meets in the, in the Western United States. Went out there, set up a little booth, and started selling car care products. And I swear, if 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 I'm lying, strike me. Within a literally a week or two, God smiled on me. This guy walks up to me and he says, "Adam, yes, I heard about you." I have a whole bunch of trucks that are red that are turning pink. Now it's 9:30 in the morning. This guy's at the end of a fat, huge cigar, and he's at the end of like a 24 ounce beer. Right? It's 9:30 in the morning. This guy walks out to me, and I go, "Okay, that sounds great. What do you got?" He's like, "I got trucks. They're turning pink. They're red. They're supposed to be red. I'm, my whole budget's getting blown. I can't do anything. I don't know what to do." I'm like, "Okay." You know, I'm like looking at this guy going. Well, this guy's wasted. <laughs> you know, you know 9.30 in the morning, already at the end of a <laughs> yeah, yeah. giant beer. And a I'm like, dude, you are partying. But, you know, I respect that. So, um, so I'm like, okay, well, tell me about it. He's like, well, here's my address. Can you come see me tomorrow? It was Sunday. I go, yeah, I'll come see you tomorrow. My name's Ron Vogt. Okay, Ron, I'll come see you. Ron writes his business card. On, on the back of my business card, he writes his address and 11 a.m. sharp. You know, writes that on the back of the card. I'm like, okay, Ron, I'm going to come see it at 11 a.m. sharp. So, certain enough, I, I, you know, I had to, you, you know, there's no like, there's no navigation then. You got to look at your Thomas guide or your map and figure out where you're going. So, figured out where he was. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Map quest. Map, yeah, map quest would have been the very beginning of it, right? So, anyway, so I, I go to this location and <laughs> guess what? It's the Coca Cola bottling plant. 
And I'm like, what? get out of town. Wow. The Coca, the red truck. Oh my gosh, oh, Honeypot. Ron works for Coke. Just, I couldn't believe it. It was it, literally, it was, it was God smiling on us for sure, on me. It was a total win. Ron needs all these trucks. He's painting them all the time. They're fading. So, boom. I said, let me do a truck. We'll do one for free. Okay, let's do it. All right, figured it out. I had a bunch of help from a bunch of detailing buddies because I had no idea what I was doing. Honestly, on a, on a gel coat, red, faded out Coke truck, I didn't know what to do. So he got some friends. They helped me out. I figured it out. And uh, boom, 3,400 trucks. We had, to get done. we had to get them all done every 24 months. So we had 1,700 trucks to get done a year. And we had to do them at night. We had to do them between 3 p.m. and 3 a.m. They get loaded at 4 a.m. and out they go at 5 a.m. Wow. So we had to get them all done at night. And uh, that became my lab. We started working on chemicals, working on figuring out a better way to do trucks faster, to make compounds dry in the night, the wet night air, you know, that wet, damp air. You know, you can imagine wax drying in that or compound drying. It wouldn't dry. So we used to just pour tons of solvent in there and, oh, it dries now. <laughs> it would just flash instantly. <laughs> so we, we started, you know, making all kinds of stuff. And, you know, 95% of the time it did not go well at all. <laughs> but then that 1% or 5% that it did, <laughs> oh, we're on to something here. This is good. This is not bad, you know. And, but we had so many trucks to do that our, that our little lab was open all night, every night. You know, we were out there just trying to figure stuff out. And I'd run these these big giant halogen shop lights and we had to plug them in at every single corner of this, this huge lot. Because if you plug two of them into one outlet, it'd pop the, pop the outlet instantly, right? So, so we used these halogen lights to get the compounds dry, you know. And it was crazy. But I'll tell you what, it was a killer, killer way to learn how to not be redundant how to get a process better and better and better. And every day we're like, okay, how many hours does that take? Okay, we got it down to nine man hours, three guys, three hours. Oh my gosh, we're not going to make any money. And then we got it down to three hours. That's two dudes, an hour and a half. So we went from nine man hours to three man hours by changing the process, changing the compounds, changing everything so that we could be less redundant and more efficient. But it was just a way to do it. And then I started selling this stuff, the stuff that we started mixing together, started selling it on the, on the weekends at the swap meet right next to the Dur stuff and sold. And we didn't have a name for it. So we called it Adams and it was just, it was just an accident and it just kept on, kept on trucking. And we'd put things together in a kit and people would pull their car up right behind my booth at the swap meet and be like, Adam, I got it almost there, but I can't get this one bird poop stain out of my paint. I can't, I tried everything you said, bring it around here. Boom. They bring it around here. I, Go out there with a little, you know, 3,000 grit sandpaper, sand a little bit, polish a little bit. Voila. Oh, my gosh. People giving you hugs, you know. They're so happy that they, <laughs> that, they that their baby is all better. So, yeah. So, that's how. I mean, that, that was it. And then a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit harder work. And then uh, going cross country with the trailer to every car show I could. That was the, the whole, you know, all the 2000s, you know, the early 2000s were all just a lot of miles in my in my diesel f250 with my little 24 foot trailer just yeah man trying to make believers disciples hey try this try this you handing out right. samples that's probably when i met I, you yeah yeah I, I gotta say you got me you got me hooked right now because <laughs> i love working on cars love it love building them all the parts of it except for <laughs> the cleaning yeah right yeah so if you can translate right your decades <laughs> of being born a prodigy 
right? <laughs> and all the lessons learned that you've kind of come up with over, over time, if you can start translating that into how do I make my rig look rad in the most easiest, shortest amount of time? Exactly. What steps and what process, man? And you got me glued for life. I will be your biggest fan. And I, I think that that's probably one of the value adds that we as a company have uh, over a lot of the competitions. We spend so much time with education. Let's reduce the steps as much as possible. You know, when you're, when you're going from the, you wash the car and you need to clay it. You clay it while it's wet, while it's still soapy. You know, you clay, use the clay bar or the clay mitt. Boom. Okay, now you just don't have to use the, don't have to spray in clay. You can just hit, hit a foamed up car. Boom, that's one step less. Um, that, that is exactly what, you know, what you want, Kevin, exactly what you want is what so many people want. They want an easier way. They want an easier mousetrap, right? They want it to be a simpler process. They can drive a clean car all the time and don't have to spend all their free time cleaning it. So I think that you're in good company and what you want is, is what so many people want. And by, you know what, you know, what was the great, the biggest blessing ever being in an open air marketplace, the swap meet for so many years and being able to talk across the table to that customer and listening to what they want and what they need. You know what I'm looking for? I need a product that does this. You're like, oh, put that in your mind. Perfect. Oh, you know what? You hear it again. I'm looking for a product that does this. That's so funny you say that. I heard another guy say that just a couple, you know, a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah. And you start listening to these customers and everyone has a similar desire. You know, the, the, there's not, there's not, a, there's not an, an infinite number of, you know, uh, of problems when it comes to car cleaning, right? There's a, there's a finite number of, of little struggles that we all have. Hard water stains, the, you know, the, the fog on the inside of the windshield. These are all things that most people have problems with and they just want an easier mousetrap, a better, easier way to fix it. Yeah, man. I, when I had you on the air a couple weeks ago, I, I was mentioning the fact that I worked at a car wash paying my way through college. I had three jobs, radio, car wash, uh, and a little restaurant gig. Um, but it, it was wild because it, when, when I was at this car wash, the main thing this guy wanted is the front windshield to be clean when the people got in the car. It's the only thing he would fire you for on the spot. He's like, look, I'll give you a couple chances if you're late, you know, because I know it's college kids. I'll give you a couple chances here. But if I get in a car and that windshield isn't clean, I don't give second chances. He's like, I'll fire on the spot. And we watched him over a period of a year. I worked there. He fired three or four people. Just like, who did this windshield? You're out of oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> Turn in the towel. So he wouldn't stand for oh, it. Yeah. So it really, there's certain things that you need to do. You need to get the best result from possible. And I'm sure as you listen to these people in that open air market, they there was a consistency to it all. They're like, well, I need to come up with a product that makes cleaning the inside of that windshield easier. So uh, talk to us about how you address some of these problems and what you do now uh, to attack any new problems. So the story of Adam from Adam's Polishes continues on the Two Guys Garage podcast. He's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. And we're back after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And fired up, we have Adam of Adam's Polishes on the podcast today. And, you know, Adam, we're talking to you that story, man. Uh, it's wild to hear all these cool tales and how you really cut your teeth in that, that open air market where you're talking to car enthusiasts had to have so much consistency in what they needed, what was missing in the market. It allowed you probably to see a lot of holes and avenues to 
to direct and steer your your chemicals and your compounds. Uh, it sure was. I mean, and you think about people spend so much time in energy companies on market research, right? Man, I had live market research happening every weekend, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and people just coming coming up with a, hey, you know what I'm trying to figure out? How do I get the, pl- the, the wax off my plastic trim? I can't figure it out. How do I get it off there? What do I do? Okay, well, here. Here's a product that works out pretty good for that. Try this, try that. Use it with this towel and, and then uh, make sure that you're you know, make sure that when you're doing it next time, you know, do this first, you know, treat the plastic first so that when you wax it, you don't, nothing transfers to it. Oh, really? That's great. Okay. Thank you. You know, so people, people have a very consistent, uh, you know, issues when it comes to detailing, you know, they have dirty, they have dirty inside the glass, right? You need to, you need to cut something. You have a film on the inside of your glass and you're, the more that your car cycles, the heat cycles, right? Gets hot in the summer, gets cold in the winter. Every time your interior, inside of your car gets hot and cold, that heat cycle makes your the leather and the plastic and the vinyl on the inside of your car, it makes it breathe a little bit. It makes it exhale. And that exhale is called off-gassing. And what that does is that just coats, puts a coating on the inside of your windshield. Well, on old cars, that doesn't happen as much because you don't have as much leather and plastic and all that stuff. But on newer cars, it happens a ton. And... So you, you got to use a solvent to cut that. Man, you know? I always thought I didn't shower enough. No, buddy. You've been fresh as a daisy. <laughs> I, always, I always thought it was me. I was <laughs> off-gassing. <laughs> no. Well, you might be off-gassing, too. That might be another so, thing. All right. So how do, you, how do you... It doesn't do it. Right, right. I'm contributing. <laughs> yeah. I'm contributing. <laughs> so how do, you, how, do you, uh, how do you fight the off-gassing, regardless of the source? Well, for one, if you want to fight off-gassing itself, what you do is don't let your car heat cycle. In other words, park your car under under shade. Park your car inside. The best thing you can do for your car is keep that thing indoors as much as possible. Keep it out of the direct sun. All of the oxidation that happens to your plastic and your rubber and your paint, your headlights, you know, they they oxidize like crazy. Uh, Especially, you know... In Colorado, you know, we're close to the sun, man. We're a mile closer to the sun than most places on Earth. So you gotta you gotta realize that the the UV is the real deal, you know, in Colorado. So it's 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 the real deal. And keeping your car out of the UV, that keeping that heat cycling from happening, hot cold, hot cold, that'll stop the off gassing. Now, if you just want to eliminate the actual all that actually nasty fog from the inside of your windshield, just take something a product that we have called Brilliant Glaze. Shake it up. You, you put it on a little microfiber applicator and you apply it on the inside of the glass. You don't even need to clean it first. Just apply it real thin. Come back with a microfiber towel, knock it off, and boom, your, your windshield is going to be cleanable with a microfiber towel only from that point forward. It's, you don't need to use any more glass cleaner. It's literally just a, a, a clean, clean swipe and you're done. No way. Yep. It's cool. It's a cool product, man. It makes a lot of difference. Yeah. It, it, dude, some of these some of these products he's got is just it's you'll sit there and just be astonished at the results and be like how, how did how did that work how did that happen you know so many people today hear a lot about ceramic coatings and i know you've been playing around with this forever can you break it down the the difference in ceramic coatings polishes you know does it truly last for years and years and years and what should we be looking out for and is there an easier way because there's again a lot of the the, the results you're going to get is how well you prep the car. What about somebody that's, you know, got the car pretty sharp, but he wants to keep, you know, that, that freshly waxed sort of look to it. You got solutions for those problems? Oh, for sure. 
So ceramics is like the next level of protection, right? Like when when wax came out, everyone's like, oh, I got to wax my car. People used to say, you know, I got, I got some oxidation. I got to wax my car or I have swirl marks. I'm going to wax my car. Well, waxing is just protecting, right? Compounding and polishing, that's fixing. So let's say you got a black car. You've been driving it through the, the car wash. You know what it looks like under those lights in your garage. You know, you turn on those lights and you're like, oh. Spiderweb city, right? You can see those scratches all over, cobwebbing, spiderwebs, whatever you want yeah, to call like it. Yeah, it's like the bar at 2 a.m. Yeah, like, you're like, whoa. Yeah, you're hazy, right? Well, that's the way your paint looks, all hazy. So getting that, removing that damage, those fine scratches, that's called correction, paint correction. The new, the new term for that really is paint correction. That's probably come around in the last 10 years. Paint correction is eliminating damage from your finish and making your paint perfect. Getting rid of all the little swirls, the scratches, and making your paint as clean and perfect and consistent as possible. Usually that's an orbital polisher and a little bit of time with a, with a compound and a polish. So compounds cut, polishes just make things shiny. So and, you know, it's funny, at our Adams Polishes, we got compound and polish. That's what we call them. That's our names of the products. So just to keep it simple, compounds blue, you use it with a blue pad. Polish is white, use it with a white pad, <laughs> boom. So it's just an in, it's a it's a very simple and basic program. Just to keep I love it. the simplicity. <laughs> Come on, so yeah, I <laughs> love it, man. This is the this is the other end of the spectrum hey. because most of the industries out there coming up with fancy names and then you get completely lost. What the hell am I doing here? Yeah. What am I doing with this? And which one goes where? Right? Yeah. I love the simplicity. Hey, I was telling, honestly, God, Adam. I was telling, I was telling Kevin before we brought you on. I'm like, you'll love this guy because. He's so straightforward, and you know we've worked with several companies, and you know just naming products are tough for them. You make it so simple, and so like, all right, here you go. Here's Adams, you know, polish. Adams compound. Yep. Here it goes with the blue, and this goes with the red. Simplicity wins every time. Oh. Uh, and and you know what about when they get into the ceramics and, and that type of stuff? What's next? So once you have your paint where you want it, in other words, you've got it, you've got it corrected. You've got all the swirls out. You got the paint looking perfect you're so happy with that finish then you consider the ceramic now the ceramic is the way to keep that finish that perfection locked in if you wax it at that point it'll look good for a month and then the scratches are going to come back and you're going to end up with the same sort of finish especially if you're you know if you're driving it all the time and going to the car wash or something like that you're going to have them back the ceramic coating is liquefied glass what that does that reduces that reduces the possibility of scratching. It makes it so that it's way harder to scratch. And then when you rinse the car, you'll see the water bead like crazy. If you use a pressure washer, you'll take 90% of the dirt off with a pressure washer. When you, when you, when you uh, foam the car down with a foam cannon or a foam gun, that's even easier. Now it really is going to take all the, all the dirt off of it. But bottom line, the ceramics make it so that you don't have to scrub it. You don't have to scrape it. You don't have to rub it. You don't have to abrade or, or rub the finish to get the dirt off. By doing that, by, na by just naturally, you're scratching less. You know, you're less scratching when you don't have to sit there and put your elbow grease into the finish and really, you know, cause damage. So, and then when you go to dry it, man, you just use a blower. You know, we have these blowers and you can just blow the car dry. And now guess what? You just didn't rub that towel all over it for, you know, 20, 30 minutes you know, abrading the finish like that, potentially scratching it. So the ceramic coating, one, it's harder to scratch than your clear coat. 
Okay, so you can do a, you do half your hood, you run it through the car wash, you'll see that the half that is ceramic coated doesn't show any scratches. And the half that's not ceramic coated, you'll see all the marks from the brushes and everything else. It's a really durable finish. It lasts way longer than wax. And, but th th here's the kicker too. You hear people saying, oh, this is seven or 10 year protection. That's fine, but I got to find a new hobby because <laughs> I'm not going to wait five years to polish my car. I mean, no way. I'm going to, I get a whole bunch of therapy out of it. I'm going to polish my car at least once a year, at least. And the fact is something's going to happen to your car, even to your ceramic coated car. That's going to make you want to do the same. You're going to want to polish your car out. You're not going to be happy with your finish for that long. You know, you're going to want it perfect again. And the therapy you get, man, that's, free. that's therapy you, you earn. You earn that therapy and you get to drive around in your car. You get that super giant pride yeah, that you're sitting about three inches taller in the seat. You know, you're... Your, your, your head's got a full hair of dark hair, all that stuff that you don't really have, but you feel like it because you just did so much <laughs> awesome work, you know? <laughs> that's, that's the stuff. <laughs> Amen, man. Amen. Well, what, what about a ceramic spray? Is, is that something that's viable? Is that something people need to look into? Is, yeah. that, is that worth so it? So a lot of companies have sort of the store-bought, like, like a detailer that has a ceramic base in it you know, or a little bit of ceramic to it. So it's a very mild ceramic. I wouldn't consider it a ceramic coating, but what it is is it's a ceramic infused detailer. All the big, all the companies that you're buying from the over, you know, whether you're buying from AutoZone or any of the auto parts stores or whatever, every every company is going to have a, an option like that. That's not a ceramic coating. That is just a product that you would use to maintain maybe a car that is ceramic coated. So that's not, it's, it's not a coating, that's a, that's a maintenance product. Now a ceramic coating for us, we have the little tiny bottles of concentrate, which are like, I don't know, 50 mil bottles. And then we have the ceramic spray coatings. Now that's a legit coating that comes in a bottle that's like a 12 ounce spray bottle. And what you do is you spray that product into an applicator and apply it. And that, my friends, is the easy button for ceramic coating. You want to get into ceramic coating, the ceramic spray coating is definitely the place, the place to start because it is the easy button. You apply it with a great big applicator so it goes down perfectly flat. You won't find any high spots. A high spot is when you put too much chemical down in one area and when you come back to wipe it, you don't wipe that off. And you're like, oh no, you come back and you see a little spot around a little corner that you missed. Oh no, I screwed up. You know, a lot of detailers will tell you, oh, you can't ceramic coat your own car. Baloney, buddy. It's not hard. It's, it's, it's easier than waxing. The stuff doesn't go into the cracks and pile up in your, in your uh, you know, in all the plastic. And it doesn't pile up in all of your badging and all the little letters on your car. Right, right. It's so much easier than, than it is uh, wax. But it, it literally, the ceramic spray coatings, and we have a couple of them. But the main one that I like is our graphene ceramic spray coating. It is so easy. It makes it so easy to keep your car perfect. And you throw a coat on every, heck, I throw a coat on every six months. Why? Because it takes me 11 minutes. And it looks so great afterwards. And I get a little jolt of therapy and big happies. That's why. It's so, it's so easy. It is definitely like the different. Yeah, man. Like, you know, you ever watch a black and white TV, 13 inches, little rabbit ears on top? Yeah. That's wax. That's wax, you know? No. No way. You don't need that, you know? Go go, go LED 80-inch. LED 80-inch yeah. TV, you know? That's, right, that's right. ceramic. That's the difference. <laughs> hey, so do you make do you make 
all these kits. You make kits available for all this stuff that people are trying to tackle. I think that's one of the big ways that you've really stood out is whether it's a, a soap cannon or a blower or kits with microfibers with the uh, pliers and certain pads and formulas. You kind of make these kits that have it all included. Yes, it's huge. You got to have that. If you give, if you send the customer everything they need, their chance of getting it good, getting a good outcome are very high, you know, and that's what we got to have. You know, today, man, everything's about reviews, right? Everything you read about, you're like, I buy that, but let me go look at the reviews real fast. Oh, look, nine out of 10 stars or four out of five stars, whatever. Okay, that's good. I'm in. So if you give, and that's what I, I learned at the swap meet in the early days, you know, you can give a customer a bottle of wax and they might get a decent result, but if you give them the right applicator and the right towel to remove it, they're going to get great results, right? If they're just out there figuring out, oh, I got a t-shirt, that'll work. I can probably remove this with a beach towel. Right, no, right. it's not going to go well. You know, you need to get the right applicator and the right removal tool. You know, if you don't get that, you're going to get a maybe, maybe kind of sort of, sort of result. And that's not what we're after. You know, we're after excellence. Excellence, please. Yeah, man. So how do people find you on social media? How do people keep up with you? How do people uh, keep up with Adam's Polishes? Well, of course, on Instagram, at Adam's Polishes. And then there's also... Uh, Facebook is there. We have our own forum, adamsforums.com. And then we also have all kinds of other um, other, other uh, social media outlets. And our social media team is amazing, but I'm not one of them because I don't have – I'm the wrong age group. But I'll tell you right now, if you, if you end up with a group of people that, are, that, are, that know social media, they know how to get us, you're going to find us in every major social – media platform our team is so awesome you know the millennials i call yeah, them the man. millennials man and they're great at it they're amazing they have they're literally blessed by god to be amazing <laughs> at, at at doing social media and they're just they're so good <laughs> but adamspolishes.com that's the, that's that's the main place yeah adamspolishes.com and i will tell you this this man has more videos up online than you could ever imagine. How-to videos, there's nothing he hasn't cleaned, polished, or made better, shinier, flossier, glossier. Uh, you could find hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos, uh, and it's just amazing, the wealth of knowledge. Adam, it's always awesome catching up with you, brother. Much love, man. It's, uh, it's always righteous when I get a minute with you, man. You're great. You are awesome, guys. It's such a pleasure. You guys are so much fun. Thanks for having me on again. It's a total pleasure, and I'll come back as soon as you want me. There you go, man. And don't forget about our show every weekend on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Also available on the Motor Trend Plus, which is a streaming format. Thanks for our guest, Adam of Adam's Polishes. Our producer, Scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. He's Kevin Bird, and I'm Willie B. Right on. You guys, don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts with us on social. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at twoguysgarage. This Two Guys Garage podcast, it's copyright 2023, Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Hey, man, when's your big car show you got coming up? So we got Shinefest coming up soon. Don't you have a big... Shinefest. Yeah, Shinefest, man. I'm going to tell you when that is. When is Shinefest? And you do these all over the country, right? We do. We do We do them all over. We do a big... We, well, we do huge cars and coffees all over the country. He's got... Um, and then we do... Sorry. No, I, uh, I died. Uh, my phone just about died right at the end of that, by the way. Uh, yeah, he's got massive so we cars. Do, we do a whole bunch of... Uh, <laughs> He's got massive cars and coffee events, oh, like yeah. thousands uh, our, of cars. Our, you should come out to our cars. Dude, I would love to have you guys out at our cars and coffee wow. in, um, in wow. Lafayette, Colorado. We had 2,600 cars there last that, night. That's cars and coffee. That's cars 
and lunch. And that might even be cars and dinner yeah. by the time you get through 2,600 cars. <laughs> Huge show, so. Yeah, man. Massive. Awesome. All right, brother. We'll let you go, man. Take care. Talk soon, brother. Take care, man. Thanks, Adam. We'll catch you guys on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.